What's up, everyone? If you were wondering how I've done this podcast, it's based off the Anchor. All you have to do is unload the Anchor app. And even better, guys, it's free. You could also possibly be getting paid to do this. I mean, all you got to do is just download the app. Speak your mind. If you ever dreamed of making a podcast or just anything, let your voice be heard. You can also be known on Spotify, Apple, or anything download. Just go on the Anchor app. What's up, everyone? Thank y'all for joining me with Buzzing with Marlo. I am Warren Marlo. All right, all right, all right, guys. It is Friday. We're on episode 66. Uh, today is going to be the season finale. I don't, if you have, did not hear the the rumor going on social media that today was going to be the season finale of season two for Buzzing with Marlo. It is true, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Take about a month and a half off, and then we're going to be right back at it, kicking it and going right back at it and straight in August. Uh, line up with the episodes, line up interviews with everyone. Um, we have always gotten works of some really interesting guests so far. Um, some, it's going to be even surprising to some people, so it's going to be really cool. I'm looking forward to actually being able to up and start those. But like I said, we will be taking a break. Um, my son's home. I get to spend time with most of my with all my family now, so it's definitely gonna be me having my undivided attention to that for a while. So just to recharge the batteries and get ready to go. Even as much as I love these things, they can be time consuming. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, what isn't you know? But I think it's perfect time to just take a break. Even though I went in and jumped season one. We, we started season one, then I ended it right on New Year's Day. Then we jumped right into season two. And now we are now, like I said, episode 66. We are now going right on. And I'm just going to go ahead and put the big finale this week. Uh, and like I said, we'll be back on August. So I'm not going to waste any more breath on what's going on. Uh, I know everybody's waiting to find out who's my guest today. Alright guys, so today my guest is Gary Mincelli. Gary Mincelli is a movie prop collector, memorabilia collector. Yes guys, I said exactly what I meant on this. He collects movie props and memorabilia. Um, first and foremost, we're going to discuss this. What got him to want to do this? What, what past did he have living in his childhood years make him want to pursue to do this what made him always give him that gold mindset like you know what i need that i need to do this i need to accomplish this this is my dream this is what i want to do uh but yeah we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about some of the most memorable memorability that means the most to him is um we're going to talk a little bit of history about batman we're going to talk about a little bit of history of some old classic tv shows some movies um some amazing props that he definitely is very proud of collecting um basically how it affect how did COVID affect him with his job the way he is like he's moving collecting movie props and stuff like that and most importantly we're going to talk about what's the future hold for him is his main goal to make a museum out of this or just to have something just for himself so i'm not going to waste any more time guys i think the season finale definitely is going to end off at a very good bang with this great interview with with uh gary but so we're going to waste no more time, guys. So when we come back, guys, we're going to talk to Gary Mincelli. 
How are you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's Friday, man. Uh, that's right, man. That's right, Friday. <laughs> that's the goal is there. It is here. How are you doing, man? Good, man. I've never used this site before. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've never used this site before. This is this is usually how I record all my podcasts. Is off of this okay. uh, this site. The best thing about it is, man, like like how you are where you are and where I'm at where I'm at. So it's like perfect for like if you know if people get worried about the COVID issues and stuff like that. Right, so it's like right, perfect. Exactly. So it's based off connection. That's one reason why I use this site more than anything, just because it at least gives me that platform. Because usually when I invite people, they're like shocked when they're like. All right, where do I gotta meet you? Don't you live in Florida? Like, how are yeah, you doing? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This makes it just so much easier. Oh, most definitely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, but um, so tell me a little bit about yourself, man. All right, so I am a, I'm a film and television memorabilia collector and consultant. That props, costumes, set pieces, etc. Okay. Um. I'm sure you get asked this numerous times, but what got you to want to start doing this? Oh, wow. Um, uh, you know, I think for me, it was in the late 90s when Planet Hollywood was everywhere. There were, mm-hmm. I think, over 100 Planet Hollywood restaurants and locations. So I was fortunate enough to be, you know, a really young kid, and I was able to go to one of these restaurants. And when you go in there, the memorabilia is, is everywhere. It's, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. All the props and costumes from your favorite movies. I mean, for me, it was it was something in my in my heart, you know, exploded. And I said, I need to collect this stuff. I need to get into this stuff. And it was really hard because in the late 90s, there wasn't there really wasn't Internet like there is today. Mm-hmm. So, so did really- you travel a lot for these props or did you basically... Um, so the, the so a lot of the props I get are from like reputable sites like the Props World of London. Um, I got some um, also props from sites like Screen News, which is no longer here. But yeah, I've I've traveled. I've traveled like for instance, I've traveled like to Florida to go and pick up stuff and to go get some stuff from people. So yeah, I think it's both traveling, meeting people, meeting collectors, and going and trying to find something that you really love to add to your collection. Yeah, that's, that's pretty neat. Um, yeah. So how long have you been doing this so far? Oh, I think my first prop I ever got was in, I believe it was in 2002. 2002, I got a stack of money from a Punisher film. Uh, not Punisher, a Robocop. What am I talking about? Robocop. I think it was Robocop 2 or Robocop 3. I got a stack of money. I got it just from a dealer online. And as soon as I got it, you know, I was so young. I had no money. It cost me like 20 bucks at the time. But when I got it, man, I just, I was just so happy that I, that I have something from a movie. And this wasn't to me like a poster or a DVD that everyone could get. Could, could get. This is something from a movie. So what was it? Was it the actual RoboCop suit? No, what, what was no. It? it was a stack of money. A stack of money. Okay. Yeah, if you see in a lot of those movies, they have just stacks and stacks of money in the background. And I was able enough to get one of those stacks. And even though it was like, you know, one of 700 that they had for the film, I was able to get one of these. And I said, wow, this is this is not like I said, this is not like a poster or a DVD. This is something from the movie. OK, um, so is it certain type of movies that you basically get memorabilia from or is it like just all around? You know, no. Um, I know a lot of collectors only say, you know, I want to collect stuff from horror. I want to collect stuff from this genre and this genre. But but for me, it's very, I want to collect the history of television and motion picture. Going back to, like, I have ticket stubs from Johnny Carson and really old shows like What's My Line? And I have a lot of modern stuff as well, like stuff from Indiana Jones and and stuff from the last 20 years of film. You know, I try to collect the history as well as trying to collect stuff from a specific genre. Because I really don't think I have a genre. I just think I love film and television in general, and I just want to collect the history. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat, man. Um, 
I got to know. So how big is your house to be able to put all this stuff in? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or you basically got like a museum. <laughs> it's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky. That's what I can say. I'm very lucky. I have a lot of things that I have in boxes. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, display everything that I have. I want to keep some stuff archived and, and have it in boxes so it doesn't, um, you know, buy, you know, 10 ticket stubs and only display one. Uh, Cause I want to display a little bit of yeah. everything. I want to just display, you know, everything. I want to definitely keep some stuff archived and keep some stuff, you know, in the boxes for the future. And um, but yeah, when, whenever I look for an apartment, I always say I need a two bedroom. I need one bedroom for me and one bedroom for the collection. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Man. <laughs> Oh man, that, that's gotta be pretty neat. I'm pretty sure, like, some of us saw you moving in, and like, what the heck is this? An actor? Yeah, what is all this? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Film yeah. Over the years, you get a lot of people going, "What the wait, wait? What do you do? What what do you collect? Why do you why do you have that?" But it's always it's always a lot of fun when I pull out something that they know and they love, and they go, "Oh my god, that's the original!" And I go, "Yeah, it is." And yeah. For me, it's definitely when I get when I get the apartment. It's it's definitely getting two bedroom one, so I could set up a museum because that's you know that's what inspired me. I remember going to museums when I was really young. Like to me, Planet Hollywood was a museum, and and I always said I want to take that with me. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool, man. So did you did you get anything from Planet Hollywood? Obviously, when you grew up a lot, to actually understand, hey, you could actually buy stuff from them, or was it that just like the the beginning stage for you to really know that hey one day i'm gonna have all this stuff well you know well you know i think planet hollywood had i think in the 90s it had about 100 stores 100 restaurants all over the world and now you have three if you're lucky you know one one in uh one in florida one in hawaii and i believe one in vegas and the one in vegas doesn't even have memorabilia it's it's just, yeah it's yeah. crazy to see how you know what happened but uh, I know that they have an they have an Amazon store where they sell a lot of their prop and costumes and stuff that's left over so maybe one day I'll get something from that store just so I could say I got something from Planet Hollywood right that's dang that, that's pretty awesome I remember going to one in Orlando and it's really cool just to see I mean restaurant. The food's really actually yeah. good too, which is kind of a shock. Usually, places like that usually are not really caring about the food; they're just looking for the scenery type look. And and I and I really do like Planet Hollywood. I mean, I get to go see all these movie props, and then also you get to eat good dinner and stuff like that. So I I think Planet Hollywood would be a great incentive to actually start something like that. Really cool. So um, I gotta know what is the most memorable mem memorabilia that you have that you own right now that really means the most to you compared to all the others oh wow um everything to me has a different meaning and a different story but for me definitely uh -huh. something that means a lot is i have a few ticket stubs from johnny carson and i remember during this quarantine uh -huh. specifically i remember just going inside and in, in my you know then watching johnny carson with both my parents and them telling me about how much uh, they loved Carson when he was around and how they would watch him and how funny he was. And to me, it's like, to me, this ticket is more of like remembering quarantine and being able to have that moment with my parents before, you know, we all get back to life. Okay. Yeah. I agree with you on that. The one thing I call COVID is basically a reset. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just basically to be able to recharge the batteries and, now everybody should have new ideas. I'm pretty sure you can bat me when I say this on movies. I really thought for the longest time we forgot how to be creative with movies. Absolutely. Um, with so many remakes. I mean, there's only so many remakes that you can do of superheroes and stuff like that to actually make it really eye-opening and be like, oh, this is a lot different than what we used to see. Because you I think good example, if you try to remake a Batman, they're going to look at you and go, so you're going to do the 30th different Batman this week? Like, literally, it's just some things, 
is more said than done. Some things is better to leave alone and then keep continuing to mess around with, I think. Um, the memorabilia thing, I, I still am very intrigued on this thing. So, are you uh, – so – you got props also from TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, I, I tend to collect television and uh, film, yeah. Okay. So what do you strive to collect better? What one does get your interest a lot better? Is it TV shows or would you prefer definitely movies? Well, you know, I don't think it's – I really don't think it's one or the other. Like for me, like if I look at an auction online, because a lot of these auctions now since quarantine, they're all taking place online. And places like Julian's Auction mm -hmm. and Heritage Auction, they're all doing their auctions online. So when I go to the auction and they, you know, have the catalog of movie memorabilia, I look and I see, I, I don't see necessarily what would fit in my collection. I just think, what would I like to have? What is important? What is important to mm -hmm. me? Um, and never necessarily um, what's going to go up in value. I think that's that's a really big mistake if you're buying for for you know value, because as we all know, if you buy a baseball card mm -hmm. today. That's worth, you know, X amount of money. Tomorrow they could find a million of them and it could go so down in price. So I yeah. think it's all about collecting what you love. But right, but I think okay. right now, definitely, um, I think a lot of the bat, a lot of the original Batman stuff I love. Um, I definitely am aiming to collect more original Batman uh, pieces. Oh, man, you got to tell me something. So what's... Which bat? Who was playing Batman of the memorability that you got so far? Ooh, um, there a lot of them, or is it? One you know, I collect a lot of Batman, and this is something I just uh, I just purchased recently. It's not original, but it's um, I found somebody that makes the Batman cowl from 1989, and it's not original, but he says he has the original. And he was able to digitally 3D scan the original to make these reproductions for people. So I said, for me, like I think for me, some of these pieces should be in a museum. The ruby slippers from the Wizard of Oz should be in a museum. Batman's costume. Oh, do you have them? What? You do no, have them? I don't have them. The I've, I've seen slippers? them. Okay. I've seen them. But there are okay. some pieces to me that are just... I, I just want everyone to be able to come and see. I, I don't want to hog them for myself. And definitely like a Batman costume is, I definitely think though a lot of those should be in museums. Mm -hmm. And plus, you know, uh, you know, the cowl is just so fragile and, you know, it's made 32 years ago and it's made out of foam latex and foam latex deteriorates over time and it becomes like, like a graham cracker when you touch it, just turns to powder. And I think for me, just getting a reproduction of something and getting as close as the original as I can is to me, it still brings back a great memory. Oh yeah. Most definitely. I mean, who didn't watch Batman when they were young? Like, honestly, I don't care what anyone says. You have at least watched a Batman, a Superman movie, or at least a Marvel superhero type movie when you were a kid. If you didn't, I don't know what kind of childhood you were raised on. Yeah, man. <laughs> I remember when Batman Forever came out and Jim Carrey was the hottest thing ever. And that movie just took off. Uh-huh. I actually love, I mean, some of the ones were okay. The George Clooney one, I actually liked just because I was an Arnold yeah. fan. So it was pretty cool to see him look as, as Mr. Freeze. I think he hit the part perfectly. Yeah. Uh, Uma Thurman. She was definitely she was pretty dang um hot going on when it comes with movies for a little bit, and for her to play Poison Ivy, I thought she did really good. Uh, Chris O'Donnell, I really don't believe anybody else could play Robin other than him. But the Batman scenario, I was just sitting there was like George Clooney just doesn't give me the Bruce Wayne look, and that's how I saw on that even when I was younger. I was just like, yeah, he don't look like the guy off the cartoons. Like, I was very, like, body guy looking at it, like, look, if you're going to play a superhero, you got to look yeah, like right. a superhero, in my honest opinion. Like, you're supposed to be looking like people don't see regularly. And George Clooney playing Batman just did not – I mean, he didn't do that bad of a job. It was just the body ethic in my scenario just didn't go to what the part felt like. Uh, 
Christian Bell, I don't believe Batman should have had the alternative voice to it, but he 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 got it good, and I mean he did a real good job as Batman. But I like the Ben Affleck Batman just because of the body look, but obviously not a lot of people. Yeah. Do. yeah. <laughs> but. That, that's pretty cool that you got some memorabilia mm-hmm. and stuff like that, man. I can only imagine like some cool stuff like that. Uh, and you just said they have them on catalogs yeah. and stuff like that. So how rare? So so let, let's just go based off of weekly how how your weeks goes. So how many times a week do you usually buy a memorabilia? Um, you know it's always different. Um, there's some months where I I get 50 pieces in a month. Um, there are months that I go and I don't get anything. Um, it's just really depending on what's out there that month, um, what I can find. Um, and, 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 and the thing that, you know, people should know is all of these things aren't super expensive. You know, you're not going to spend $20,000 on each piece. You can get a nice piece of memorabilia from right. Jeopardy. You can get a, a Jeopardy ticket stub with Alex Trebek's name on it, which is, you know, in 20 years, we'll be looking at it like it's an artifact of history, of television. Because now Alex Trebek has, you know, since passed away. Mm-hmm. And you can get a ticket sub for like 10 bucks. So everything yeah. is all at different price ranges. But my, my week-to-week is, is always different. Um, there are not many auctions. Um, there may be a handful of them every year. And some of them, mm-hmm. you know, some of them go for really, really great prices. And to me, I don't want to... I don't want to battle someone and and spend way too much for something that's that's not really worth it. I'd rather just say, you know, you obviously you really want this, you have it. Right. That's pretty neat, man. That's cool to see like somebody actually has a hobby like this. Like I was curious when you first told me about some movie yeah. props and memorabilia, and I was like, this is gonna be an interesting one. Like I haven't had anyone like this yet, so that's pretty cool. And just see, like, that's your job. This is what you yeah. love to do, and and you're able to do something that you love. That that's major props to it. Because um, I do want to know. So, did COVID really affect this ordeal for you, or was it just like another day? But just obviously, you can't go that. Many well, days. I think um, for everyone, we all had to just adapt. I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were doing so much beforehand, but then I think COVID gave us a new challenge to say, what can we figure out that's virtual? And it's, and it's, been, mm-hmm. and it's been great. You just couldn't avoid it anymore. Yeah, yeah, you can't avoid it. And, and you know, for some companies, it's been great. I mean, here in, here in New York, um, a lot of the companies are telling their clients, you know, and, uh, and a lot of their workers, they're saying, you know, we're only going to meet in the office three times a week because, you know, I, I see now we don't have to. And, and like you said, you said earlier, this was a giant reset. I think there's so many people that took this and said, you know what? My job isn't making me happy. So I think a lot of these people nowadays are changing jobs. Oh, yeah. I, I agree on so many things. Like, I remember people numerous times. I'm sure you've been around people who sit there and say, man, I wish I had a vacation. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. Now, would this actually hit? Yeah, it was pretty sad on ways but people lost yeah. their jobs and people lost their lives on some of this stuff and it's like obviously it's not going away and like how you said we got to adapt and i couldn't say that any better because it's just the matter of how we treat this thing like some of us get upset about us having to wear the mask uh, us having to be around closed areas and stuff like that like it could be a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm not even going to sit and say I'm not complaining about wearing a mask. I'm not. I don't care. I mean, if I'm at, my biggest thing is if I'm at a restaurant, the mask is going to be coming off regardless. So if it's like a drive, a fast food restaurant or something like that, I'm not going to wear the mask. That's just me. But if it's like in a store or something like that and they tell you, hey, you got to wear the mask, then yes, I'm respectful, uh, respectfully wear the mask. I mean, that's just that's all you got to do. Just wear the mask. If they ask to wear the mask, wear the mask. I mean, it could be a lot worse than what we have it right now because places overseas, the UK and everything, they're still yeah. under lockdown. And I've had some guys on the podcast and they sit there and tell me like they can't even go to a restaurant 
So even when we were in lockdown, we were still able to have restaurants. We were still able to do certain things, which me being a gym rat and stuff, I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was really upset when they shut the gyms down because I actually thought that was the main cure for this possibly is you just right. being active. When they sit there and say, you gotta have good immunity system, I'm like, yeah, that's right. But here's the biggest thing. If you just get outside and start doing exercise and stuff like that, that boosts your immunity system. You ain't got to take all this crazy mess. Like, it, it blows my mind on some of the stuff now. It's just like we're we're getting to the part where life is treating us now to where we're not able to avoid. We don't have the shortcuts to stuff that we should have already been doing from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I see it. <laughs> you should have already been taking five. You should have been washing your hands the like, whole time. On. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just that the part now is like, we know these games and stuff, we kept just brushing by, oh, this ain't going to happen. I think now this is a reality check. Like, hey, we need to start just paying yeah. attention a little bit more. Maybe not just trying to avoid all this mess anymore. Um, I got to know, you just got your COVID vaccine. Um, how do you feel about it and what actually got you to actually want to um, get it? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, why'd I get it? Simple reason. I, I want, I, mm-hmm. I want to be protected. Um, I, I, unfortunately I have friends that know people that say, you know, they have had COVID and they have had to get their lungs rebuilt and all these stories that you hear and all the deaths. And I'm like, I don't want to be a part of that. So what can I do to not be a part of that? Right. So I said, you know what? Whatever vaccine um, you can give me, fine. Um, whatever vaccine I can get is is the vaccine I'm getting. I had an opportunity to get it one morning, right. and I said, let's let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Right. At least, I mean, you're taking a stand and you're doing what you want, and that's what that's yeah. that's really what the case is: is do what you want. If you don't believe in it, then do yeah. research on it, do whatever. But if you, I mean, that's how I tell people. I, I mean, I treat it just like how I don't talk about politics or anything, but I just treat it like how you're supposed to vote, man. Do your research before you just take yeah. action. <laughs> that's all we ask. Do research before you do something. Uh, that's that's literally the only thing I could tell you on those. Like, just do your research. But. I want to go back on the mem- uh, the memorabilia stuff you got now. Um, so I want to know is so do you go online and stuff every week and basically look and see what's the the main it movie, the main TV show now, and then you go and look at it and you're like you know what, I don't care the prices of them, but I want to get a cert. I just want to get something symbolizing. That awesome movie, that awesome TV show. No, not really. Because um, a lot of the a lot of the modern stuff, personally, I really don't even watch. Um, now, mm-hmm. I like to go online and say every other week, every week, say, okay, what else is out there? What new is out there? Go on my go on the prop sites. Say, uh, uh, what's out there? What's new? How many different prop sites? I'm I'm very there, curious on that. Sorry, I'm there are maybe five, that, six, but... or seven somewhere around there. Um, there's the Prop Store of London, which is a great site. There's Hero Prop. There's the Movie Prop Warehouse, and there's a few sites like that that just carry um, uh, original material that that's all from props, costumes, to call sheets, um, to promotional stuff, to movie posters, everything you can think of that has to do with the the movie and it being original. Okay. Yeah. So I used to go on that site and see um see what's there, what's cool, what sparks my interest, what what do I like? Um if it's at a good price, you know, and uh see what happens. That's pretty cool. Um I wanna go back a little bit on the Robocop thing. Is the money prop the only thing that you got from that movie? Or actually, yeah, that is the only thing I got from that um that movie. It's been Almost, oh my God, it's almost been 20 years since I got it, and I still have it. Okay. Uh, that's pretty neat. Dang, that, that's pretty cool. RoboCop was a very good yeah. movie. I mean, for what it was worth back in the day. Now, obviously, 
the generation now, if they watch it, they'll be like, man, what's up with this screen? Like, what, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> it would be done. It would be done so different now with all the CGI and all this technology. But but if you look at it, it was it was very simple. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Did you ever watch the remake of Robocop? No. Um, I've seen I've seen parts of it, I believe, but um, you know, I just didn't like it as much as the original. Gave me a yeah. Transformers vibe. <laughs> like this uh what was that movie that, uh, when i was younger i think it was called star kid or whatever oh, yeah that's right, that's right. yeah that one that would have been something i would want to play remember ability off of was that movie right there. i like that i'm movie. definitely sure no one really talks that was, about that was a really awesome movie no huh? one talks about star kid but i remember liking that movie Oh yeah, man! I love the alien body where he just goes in it, oh, yeah. and it's like a superhero type look. And it was pretty cool to just watch that part. Yeah, and it was like, cause I I grew up on the Power Rangers yeah. and stuff like that, so that gave me like kind of like that Power Ranger look somewhat, even though it was just a weird funkier face, I think. But that was like my thing was the Power Rangers and stuff like that. Um, did you ever watch Power Rangers? Or oh yeah, like of course. Yeah, those. You know the thing with Power No, I know I don't have anything from Power Rangers, but I know that that stuff is out there. And if you just want, if you just want like a replica suit or replica helmet, I mean, it's just go on Google; it's readily available. But like you said, mm-hmm. like you said earlier about all the remakes, I think there are some things that should go on. Like for me, Power Rangers should always go on. I mean, that's that's yeah. a show where it can go on; it should go on. Some, it's never died out. I'm still shocked that they still have newer generation Power Rangers every yeah. year. Oh, yeah. And I didn't even realize that. I mean, I stopped watching it after I think I was maybe 14 or something like that. And then I just kind of grew out of it. But I let my kids watch it recently. And it's just crazy to see that it's still going on, like Pokemon and stuff like that. I'm just like, man, these have adapted so much. Uh, Pokemon, I could never really watch that again because there's just so many different other Pokemon nowadays than what I remember. There's too many. But it's crazy just to see some of... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, It's crazy to see how adaptive these shows get every time, which I will always love the original Power right. Rangers with uh, Tommy, Jason, David. Yep. So it's like really cool just to watch because I, I watched some of the Comic-Con videos of stuff with them and where they got the morphers and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, that would be pretty cool to have. The actual morpher and stuff like that. I used to love all of that. Um, Superhero-wise, do you have any memorabilia from the Marvel films? You don't know. Um, and and I, think here, I, I, think it's, I think here's why. Um, all of those studios nowadays see the value in their memorabilia and their costumes. Right. So what they usually do now is they bring them out to Comic-Con. So you can go to Comic-Con and you can mm-hmm. see these costumes. But it's so rare that the studios let pieces out. And when they do, they go for astronomical prices. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what I remember when you first told me about this ordeal and stuff. I was like, man, he's got to be loaded to be doing this. <laughs> like, I'm like I like because I've actually seen like videos and stuff of Comic Con stuff, but I mean none of that stuff's cheap at all. Well, like I said, everything um, things to be cheap, things to be expensive. I mean, it just depends what you're looking for, depending on what you want. I mean, you can get you can get an original prop for a hundred thousand dollars, or you can get a replica of it for a few hundred bucks. I mean, it really just depends if you want the original or you want a replica. You know, I do have some things in my collection. You have like a handful of pieces that are replicas because I say I'd rather the original be in a museum so that everyone can enjoy it rather than just be in my, you know, in my house just sitting there. You know, I'd rather have everyone in the world enjoy it and come to the museums and enjoy it. So to me, a replica is it's it's just as good. Oh yeah, oh no doubt. I mean, it, it symbolizes for you yeah, and like how you said, all these members have stories to them. Um, tell me what was the hardest thing for you to find so far from the memorability that you have right now? Right. Because you said everything similar is a story. Right. Tell me what was the hardest thing for you to get. All right. 
so this was back in, it had to be back in the year 1999. Inspector Gadget just came out, Matthew Broderick. I go to Disney with my family. We go to MGM Studios. We go on the Backlot Tour. I love this movie at this time. Inspector Gadget, my favorite movie at this point. So we go on the Backlot Tour. We see the costume, Matthew Broderick's costume. And then when the tram stops and lets us off, I get to see the car, right? So my head is exploding. I'm like this super young kid seeing all this amazing stuff from my favorite movie. And at that moment, I'm like, I need this stuff. I need his hat. Because to me, his hat was everything. His hat was the helicopter mm-hmm. hat and everything. I need his hat. So this hat, his hat took me from the year 99, 2000 up to 2011 when I was luckily enough that someone said, Gary, I, we have a collection including the hat. Do you want to purchase it? And I said, Hold the phone. Tell him not to sell to anyone else. Give me his information. Let me talk to him today. Mm-hmm. And luckily, you know, outside of the, you know, I don't know how much Inspector Gadget stuff the Disney Archives has because I've never gone in there. But I'm pretty sure I have the, I have the most of what's out there. I probably have the most, um, the biggest gadget collection in the world. I would say. Really? Yeah, probably. I have a few hats, a lot of costume pieces, some production artworks and gadgets. Yeah, uh, some autographs, of course. So I'm thinking that was probably your favorite movie when it comes to Disney-wise. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember seeing that movie in the movie theaters when I was so young and all that stuff, the imagination of, of Stan Winston and the gadgets, it just, it just enthralled me. Mm-hmm. It made the detective look definitely the it thing for that year. Oh, yeah. Um, and the trench coat, because obviously no one really wore the trench coats like that. And, I mean, you had kids, numerous kids just wearing those trench coats because of Inspector Gadget. Yeah. So I, I remember that movie very well. So that that's pretty awesome. I, I even marked out a little bit when you said the hat ordeal, because I was like, man, I'm sure that had to be hard and tough to get. Because the hat was everything for Inspector Gadget, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, the hat was really hard to get. And still to this day, I've only seen maybe, I'm, I'm, I think, five hats on the market of Inspector Gadget. Um, two of which I have. Uh, you know, there are not many things from that movie. Because I don't think people, uh, people assumed this was going to be popular. I mean, before I think before the year 2000... People just consider this stuff as as more, more or less junk, and they would go back to the you know mm-hmm. costume the costume warehouses and back to Disney, and there's a, they say maybe we'll use it later, and you know I didn't I don't think they understood the value and understood the love that some of these pieces now have. Yeah, I would say Disney put a lot of creativity into that movie for as what it was given. Simple was good, and Simple was very good for that movie in general just because it showed a guy basically being in a robotic suit, a hat that literally could fly around places and stuff like that. And I mean, who wouldn't want a hat that just could fly you all over the place? Exactly. So, like, literally, it was a great thing for kids' imagination, which I see is so far lost in so many movies nowadays. It's sad on things. Uh, I think that's one reason why we escalate going back to the 90s movies and try to remake those so bad is just because we want to reinvigorate what we used to. Yeah, and, re- and recapture and that magic that was there. But I, to me, I don't think yeah. it could be done. Oh, really? You don't think so? No, I, I think a lot of those movies... It's like trying to remake Star Wars Episode Four from 1977. It's, people have to understand that those movies were created in a time, in, in a special time in the world. Like even you said, Inspector Gadget, the special effects back then were just like were just coming up. You know, this was 90, 98, mm-hmm. 99. Now you have, you know, 20 years later, you have everything on the screen. Yep, absolutely, and. 
I love how you use Star Wars. I got to know, do you have any memorabilia from Star Wars? I think so. Um, I think so. I think I have a few things. Um, yeah, uh, Star Wars stuff is some of the most <laughs> expensive and some of the most um, honestly easily available. I mean, you go on all the prop sites, something has, someone has something from Star Wars. Um, I mean, mm. if you just want to get production artwork, you can get that. You can go on Prop Store of London. They have production artwork. They have it really framed, really nice. Um, but it's, it, but like, like easily available things like that, like production stuff. But like some of the stuff, some of the lightsabers, man. Some of the lightsabers, some of the costumes, they're they're in the millions, man. They're they're so they're yeah. extremely. Expensive. I was about to say the lightsaber would be the number one thing I would want to collect. Yeah. Out of anything, the lightsaber. I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan and you not get a lightsaber, I don't really call you a Star yeah, Wars yeah. fan. <laughs> like, like that and the Millennium Falcon. Those two things, I would definitely be the thing to collect if I could. Obviously, you're not going to collect the full-on real-size Millennium Falcon, but something that made that movie would be the, would be a a milestone for me when it comes to Star Wars, because I am absolutely a huge fan of it. Uh, luckily, they didn't ruin that in ways, thank gosh. But uh, my kids love the Mandalorian. Yeah, man. I mean, they're running the day with the Baby Yoda shirts and stuff on. So it's just crazy to see how adaptive that has gotten. And even kids now, kids that are basically the future – are still growing up on stuff like that. So that's pretty cool just to witness. Yeah, The Mandalorian uh, is is quite an incredible show. A lot of great new technology and a lot of great acting. The scripts are great. The Baby Yoda is fantastic. Who doesn't love the Baby Yoda? And the funny thing, that was only supposed to be a temporary Yeah. Character. And literally the trademark of the show. Like you were supposed to think of the Mando as the main character and all this. Um. It's crazy to see that that miniature Yoda is literally what capitalizes on the show. That was like the biggest thing that I remember when they first started selling those. And I hate going to Build-A-Bear. Uh, I don't know if yes, you know what yes, that I is. Do. But my, kids, my wife loves taking my kids. Every time we get my son, we have to go to Build-A-Bear. And I remember when... They actually were the first ones to ever start selling the Baby Yoda toys right. at Build-A-Bear. And I remember waiting almost five hours, and they just ran out of Baby Yoda. So I remember that very vaguely, and obviously now they sell them at Walmart and stuff yeah. now. Like that now. And it made me to the point, it's like, why did I stay in that line for that long? For something I didn't get. Like I could have waited and just got it at Walmart or something like that. So it's crazy to see like how – something that small made a big impact for how successful this show has been. Yeah, and, man. Um, I remember when they first showed baby Yoda, then the whole thing literally blew up overnight. It blew up. Yeah. Like that, I, I remember somebody making a post on Facebook or something like that when they first watched it and said, man, I never expected to see Yoda again. And then they thought, and what everyone thought at the time was, Oh my gosh, is this supposed to be, before the saga or afterwards with all this? Because Yoda was dead. What's that? What's that? Oh, no, I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought you said something. But um, I remember when that happened, everyone thought, oh, my goodness, this is the, the origin of Yoda. Yeah. And social media, even Disney even went and got dug into it and tried to almost say, like, oh, this is the origin of Yoda or something. Just because they knew how big this show was getting for, oh, obviously for the kickoff for Disney Plus, that was a big, a milestone for them for sure. Starting that out and getting that going for them, that really saved them in ways. I like the Disney Plus app because I, I really don't like cable anymore with all the. Yeah, I hear you, man. <laughs> so, man, um, we're about to almost kind of like end it off a little bit, but um, I want to know. How is New York going on with the lockdown and stuff like this now? And um, and like how you said, has it really affected of what you do? No, not really. Not for me. Um, you know, a lot of you know the thing. The great thing about New York is 
it hasn't affected um, a lot of people's jobs. A lot of people that work in the city now just, you know, work from a laptop and they were going into the city and working on a laptop already. So they just, you know, are just mm. working from home. Um, you, know, you know, New York is getting better and better. Um, definitely in New York City, you see more people out and more people you know, getting back to life, their lives and getting vaccinated and going back to norm- normality, which, you know, I, I, I see hope. I see hope for the future. I, I hope we all get back to normal soon. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you on that. Um, what does the future hold for you? So with all these memorabilia right. that you have, what, is your goal to basically make a museum? For people or is it just for you to you know i would love one day to open up my own museum and to show people television and movie history from the span of 100 years and show people based on you know some others as simple as the ticket stub to the costumes and the props and maybe cars even maybe throw some cars in there too but yeah i would love to show people the history and how it's changed with 3d printing now and and do that whole thing. I would love to do that. Um, but what's next for me? Uh, continue to learn, continue to work, and continue to collect. <laughs> Keep striving. That's all that's you can like, do, that's, right? That's, that's all you can do. <laughs> all right, man. Gary, I appreciate you doing this today, man. This was really neat. Like, I was really interested in knowing how this was going to go because I really wanted to know so much about this memorabilia stuff because there's so many different ways of it. Obviously, we have TV shows that uh, – what's that one called? I think it's Pawn Shop or something like that. And Pawn they Stars. Bring yeah, in yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah, Pawn yeah. Stars. And, and I just watched like how much the action figures and stuff like that cost, and I'm just like, wow. And then when you said this, I was just like, man. He's either living in a mansion or something going on because those things are not cheap and those things are not small. But I love how you just talked about just about anything like a ticket stub or anything like that. And that's and I remember when I was young, I kept well, me living in Jacksonville and stuff. I kept all the Jacksonville Jaguar tickets. Yeah. And it's just crazy to see like from what the team's logo and everything looks like now compared to just the old logo that I remember when I was a kid like at eight years old and stuff like that. It's just, those are really memorabilia to me in ways. Exactly, yeah. Because the logo just adapts every time. And obviously, years go on, and if it's still continue, it's just not going to look the same than what it used to. So it was really cool just to, just to pick your brain on that a little bit, man. This yeah. was really fun. Well, thank you so much for uh, having me. I really appreciate you doing it. Thank you so much for having me. Huh? And and I agree, yeah. Oh, no, no. I agree. The uh, It's crazy the amount of you know, value these things now are getting, you know, I remember before Michael Jackson passed away, you could get some of his ticket subs online, you know, so cheap, you know, for a few bucks. Now you can get any of them for less than a few hundred dollars. And same with the Star Wars action figures, you know, back in the day, they would cost, you know, a few dollars. Now, you know, they have all this grading and and the best condition. And some of these go up to $20,000, $30,000 for one figure. It's just unbelievable. that's where you just like that's where you just like because I had numerous one of them. I remember the one that was on Pawn Stars or whatever, and I had that actual action figure, but I played with it when I was younger. So it was like, oh, that could have helped on a house payment. <laughs> well, I, I I know I think I know which one it was. It was I think it was the Vinyl Cape Jawa. Yes, I used to play with. I had it. I had all of those. Um, the yeah, all the Luke Skywalker, yeah. Solo, all of them, man. It's just like, oh man, maybe if I had just told myself back in the day, like, hey, do not open that one. That one might actually save money for college. <laughs> like, honestly, just some of those stuff. So it's just like, oh man, I kind of threw my future away just at eight. <laughs> it's crazy to think about it that some people are like, what? What do I want? A brand new 2021 car or a Luke Skywalker action figure? <laughs> you gotta love it um gary um is there any way for people on social media to follow you and just to see like all the awesome stuff that you collect or do you are you very private with that and you just keep it kind of yourself or do you put it on social media and stuff to kind of like people to witness what you own you know what you know what? yeah I'm, I'm always open to showing everyone what i have uh you could just contact me via facebook you could you warn, I'm sure you can put my Facebook and my email in the description and 
yeah, I would love to show people what I have and, and, you know, if anyone needs help out there, adding to their own collection, just let me know. Hey man, Gary, I appreciate you doing this today, man. And I hope you have a great Friday. Thank you so much for having me and you as well. Stay safe. You too, man. Have a good one. All right, I want to give a major shout out to KC Graphics. Um, they literally are phenomenal. I just had them do my Wild Boys flags for upcoming for Panama. Uh, phenomenal look. They did a, such a great job, detailed everything. And not only do they do flags, guys, they do backpacks, uniforms, wedding invitations, pictures, you name it. If you want it, they will make it. Uh, they will not disappoint you. And if you need to get a hold of them check them out on facebook and instagram at kc graphics design uh, that is kc graphics design i'm telling y'all y'all will not be disappointed uh they do phenomenal check them out kc graphics all right all right time to get the golden cue first and foremost i'd like to thank gary mincelli for coming on here today and talking about those awesome movie props awesome memorabilia uh how about the inspector gadget ordeal like i was a big fan of inspector gadget and i'm not a big fan of matthew broderick at all but that movie i thought he did very very well played the good part the best that he could on that and it fit it very well. Like, that movie kind of opened up to where the new generation could start with basically the robotic feels. I mean, obviously, watching a guy that was half robot was more entertaining back then now because it was something new. And it was something imaginative. And like I've said numerous times, I feel like we've lost our creativity when it comes to making new things, when it comes to watching stuff on TV, because it, I use the metaphor kind of like with wrestling. I, I think this is perfect on it. We, we're at this point now where we watch wrestling based off of moves. We're not watching wrestling based off storytelling anymore. And I feel like that's one thing with movies now. We're putting in so many actors. We're putting in so many different things but we're forgetting the part of telling a story, forgetting the part of the main purpose of a movie, main purpose of entertaining what, you, what you're trying to intrigue your audience. And hopefully now with COVID, and now we're slowly coming back up and going again, uh, I feel like there's a, there's a hope. I feel like revamped, it's time to re-go, it's time to get it unrolling. Uh... I feel like there's way more fresh ideas more than usual now. So I'm very curious to see how everything's going to go. But most importantly, I would, I, I really love the fact about the props where Gary was talking about Batman. With him being a big Batman fan, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it was an awesome chat. Uh, and I hope to see a museum in the future for Gary. I really do. I really hope to see him actually have a museum to show off all these cool things. Gary sent me a little bit of the stuff. Um, I do know when he's able to get all his stuff rolling. I know he just currently moved. Um, we're going to probably probably go into season three and we'll probably hopefully have a, a tour of all the awesome memorabilia that he's had. Maybe go on Facebook Live or something like that and just get something up in the works for that but guys thank y'all for joining us today thank you for all the love and support that you have done over the year and ending season two as best as we can i mean 2.2k plays you can't go wrong with that at all i truly am thankful and blessed to do these and Man, I'm so looking forward to when we get back on season three. I feel like I'm going to be more energized, more pumped, more ready to go. Uh, the interviews, we already got a few lined up right off the rip. 
definitely think it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be very entertaining, very awesome. Um, I do want to go and ramble a little bit. So every year, everybody knows that I'm a big wrestling fan. Um, WWE is my main thing. I've been watching that thing since I was like five, three or four, actually four or five. And I just saw the releases today. Um, my opinion on this, Braun Strowman being gone, he was a main draw. He was really starting to do well, I felt like, in the ring. But I felt like they were using him like they did Big Show. Uh, was a major shock to me a little bit just because of that. And also just that awesome match that he did with with um, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. I mean, those those guys tore the house down with the with what they were given on that back uh backlash WrestleMania something. Can't remember what the Oh I remember it's called Backlash. Um but yeah, I mean it's crazy. It also shows a respect for Vince on for someone to be able to let him have his farewell. Obviously I think Braun was expecting it already. Um it's a shock for us, but I think he even knew just being able to do his farewell on the biggest spot. Heavyweight title on the line. And, I mean, you tore it down. You tore it down. Uh, I have no no doubt that Braun will be either back in the WWE in the future. Or, I mean, there's that little redhead stepchild, AEW. And I'm pretty sure that one is definitely going to be considered. Uh, knowing they just signed Mark Henry as a commentator and stuff like that, I, I'm i really curious to see where that's going to go. But everybody wants to know my opinion on what with WWE right now. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to answer it. Um, I know we're all shaking the idea that WWE might be selling. And it's kind of hard to grasp on that. I mean, I don't see Vince selling this. I don't see Vince saying, you know what? I'm done with this. If I can't keep doing this, no one can. I mean, why did he murder uh, Stephanie and Triple H and Shane McMahon if that was what the case? That's a waste of so much patience and stuff with that. And that junk is not easy to run. And Vince has been running it better than anybody for so long. So, so, so long. So, I don't believe Vince is selling. Um, I think that's how I'm going to just finish off with that. But, guys, I hope everyone has a great day, a great weekend. And, everybody, just stay tuned. Uh, we will be back in August. First week of August. That Friday, uh, Friday, the first Friday of August, we will be back. First episode will be published back up and rolling. Um, I want to thank all our sponsors. I want to thank all the great platforms that have given us the blessing and be able to give us just to have our word heard on their platforms. I've been so thankful for so many things on it. Um, we're also going to do the My Unbiased Opinion Edition still. But they're going to be crossing to the Buzzing with Marlowe episode. So I won't just be publishing just those separately anymore. I'm going to put those all together. And it's going to just go through a whole grasp. Um, we got so many topics to talk about. So many, so many awesome topics. I'm so looking forward to actually being able to let y'all know on some of these episodes that we got up in the works. But, and the main thing is guys, I'm going to start working on getting content out on youtube i know that's been mainly requested so i am going to put all the time and effort i can to get that going but guys like i said thank you once again um it's been a wild ride season two i think was really hot and heavy um definitely definitely was a was blessed on what we have achieved so far so i'm so looking forward to when that month and a half is over and August is back 
and we going to be here. Let me say it again. We will be here. So, all right, guys. The ending of season two. Let's end it off like we always do. Also, guys, let's do it. I hope everyone washes their hands. Stay safe. Stay clean. Do what you got to do. Protect what you got. And I'll be back when I have more bzzz down the road. Later. How's it going, everyone? Warren Marlowe off of Buzzing with Marlowe. Uh, if you haven't, I know with any platform that you are on, uh, to keep having us grow more and more, uh, we are so grateful that we've gotten the iHeartRadio gig. We would like everyone to like, subscribe, and just add our channel. It helps us keep growing more and more. Also, leave a five-star review. Uh, leave reviews. Um, what we will also do is post little messages. Leave us some messages of what, how y'all think about each episode. What y'all, what y'all got out of it? What, what do y'all want us to talk about? What do you want us to kind of get the topics on a little bit? I mean, it's anything and everything. So, like I said, everyone, please like and subscribe on any platform that you are listening to us on. We greatly appreciate it. Also, stay tuned every Friday for Buzzing with Marlo. Thank y'all and have a blessed day. Thank you.